Randy, I've got an interesting play this weekend that I want to get your take on. Okay, or, let's go. I'm, you know, you know, I'm a big fan of the theater. Theater, theater. I love you, the theater. You are a thespian. It's more the sort of premise of the play. So this past weekend, or actually, let's start it back. A couple weeks ago, I saw an ad on on Twitter. <laughs> let's go back. 1992. That's <laughs> Croatia. <laughs> yeah, let's go back. The sun breaks, and a, yes. some a, some proteins start to knit together in a in a soup in Mesopotamia 180 million years ago. No, I'm sorry, Dennis. Do you think that because Mesopotamia was the cradle of civilization, you think that's where, also like, the cradle the of all life again? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah, probably, exactly. All right, go on. Anyway, this play, yep. Um, so I saw an ad on Twitter, and mm-hmm. um, it was just a, you know, you know the way you see ads scrolling past, you don't usually pay too much attention to them, and I was like, Whoa. Do you know what I do on t- 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 to Twitter ads that come up, like promoted tweets? Mm-hmm. I mute them every single time. Interesting. The accounts? I like- mute them. Yeah, the accounts. So, like, I'll get a, you know, I'll get a, an ad from, I don't know, brand underscore AU. Mm-hmm. And I'll just mute them. And eventually, and again. eventually, you'll never have ads. Exactly. You're right. Yeah. You, you, you're, you're, if, you're, if Samsung are getting in touch, being like, "Hey, we love your stream. We'd love to send you a television <laughs> on Twitter." I'm never getting that DM because I muted them. But you're 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 playing Twitter like it's a free to play game. <laughs> and eventually, exiting it, you'll yeah, unlock yeah. the ad free mode. Excellent. Um, exactly right. No, but yeah, I saw yeah, an so ad, I saw an ad for a play that was so specifically targeted to Nikki that. I felt I had to make an effort to Ooh. go to it. Can I guess what it was about? Yeah. Was it about Georgian architecture being drawn by baby bears? Very close. No. Well, closer than you might think. It was okay. a play about Robert Moses. Are you I from- don't know who that is. Oh, the, good news. I'm about to fuel you potentially an episode of Half House History for you then as well. <laughs> oh, let's go. Here we go. Robert Moses was an architect. Oh, okay. Full disclaimer. I don't think Robert Moses is a great guy. Even his own play does not portray mm-hmm. him in a super positive light, to be honest with you. All right. Um, he was an architect and city planner in New York. And he was responsible for building... You've been to New York, Riley, haven't you? Mm-hmm, I have. Have you ever ended up driven on a road that is called like an expressway or a highway or anything anything that ends in a way in New York? Mm, in New York, I don't think so. Maybe in, I don't in know. And around, like greyhounds coming in and out in and around New York or any of the bridges, anything or any of the tunnels. I mean, yes, pro- probably yes. All built by Robert Moses personally uh, by himself. By himself, hammer and tongs. Very very busy bloke. Wow. Yeah, he know he 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 was like a huge proponent of like building the infrastructure around New York and then eventually Manhattan. And this play is called Straight Line Crazy, which is a term they used to describe Moses, I think, by Jane Jacobs. Uh, because he wanted to build two highways just directly through Manhattan. Okay. Like east and west. Sorry, I think it was actually, I think it was, yeah, I think it was actually east, east to west. But it was basically the whole way down the island. And it would involve so destroying. That's north-south, north yeah. yeah. Yeah, it would have been north-south. Yeah, sorry, they're called the east yeah. and west parkway, which makes sense then. Yeah. Um, which would involve destroying hundreds of th- homes, mm-hmm. um, and and he wanted to, and then eventually he wanted to build a, se- a second set of highways going perpendicular to that, and basically retrofit a modern grid onto like the oldest city in the country, right? Um, and he I, I, okay, like I'm very into this idea so far. Oh like, yeah, I love yeah. this idea so far. Uh, and he, but he's like. The people, the quotes that they have from him in this play, he was played by Ray Fiennes in this play, who does bring a sort of New York Voldemort energy to the whole thing. Oh, hang on. You mean Ralph Fiennes? I would say Ralph Fiennes. 
Yes, but the thespian but he, he would he would ha- yeah, but but those who read the boards, Dennis. yeah, he would have um, he would take umbrage with that. But some of the quotes, man, he's like, "We have to break Manhattan, or Manhattan will break us." It's like, okay, he has this adversarial oh, relationship right. with city planning. Yeah, with 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 yeah yeah exactly. He doesn't say it as a problem to be solved. He says it as, as an enemy to be crushed. Exactly, exactly. Um, and that energy is very interesting. He does destroy a lot of homes, um, and they're disproportionately in poorer areas, which especially at the time was disproportionately. You me. Dennis, really? You're yeah, I know, right? This, this, you're saying that this bloke took advantage of the of the underprivileged, the well, those in society who have sort of been left behind. Someone in the play, and the play is a mildly fictionalized version of a, a biography about a biography about him. Um, and someone mm. in the play accused him of being racist because he's driven so many black families out of their homes. And his defense to that is very strange. It's basically he basically says, "No, no, I don't. Ra- I don't hate these people because they're of a different color skin than I am. I hate them because they're poor." <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, that's yeah. not the defense you think it is. <laughs> It's not, not a whole lot better, to be honest. Mate. It's not a whole no. lot better. Oh no, I'm not racist. I'm not. No, no. I, I I'm classist. No, I'm just. I'm just aggressively classist. That's all. Yeah. For example, he refused to build any buses or trains. He's like Long Island. Now I like this. Now I like this guy a lot less. Yeah, yeah. He's very interesting. Yeah. So, which I think it might be a good fit for Half House History episode because it's very. You, you can be very. You have quite a lot of ridicule about him. Yeah. But he. The big he, highways. Fan of that. The not putting buses on them. I well, like he, he like he has this whole thing about like Long Island has all these stretches of beautiful beach, and I want people to have mm-hmm. access to them. And then then, then some yeah. people are like, "What about trains and buses?" And people he's like, "Well, I want the right people to have access to them." It's like, yeah. okay, <laughs> I don't poor people. I don't poor people to have exactly. Access to them. He, but he would oh like goodness. he would approach you, you, your comparison was right. He would approach city planning with this like air of war to it. Like mm. he would swim out into the bay to stare at the lay of the land from the water to see the bad like the battlefield that god had laid out for him and it's okay. like okay. why would he swim like had he not heard did he love roads so much he refused to get on a boat he did oh you want to know the best part so he built you know okay. huge amounts of roads so much so that he built over 650 playgrounds around these areas that he demolished in new york like tons okay. yeah he never learned to drive okay that's that that's surprising so it's this very guy surprising. Want buses. He doesn't want buses to get around. He can't drive. What's he doing? Walking everywhere? Being driven. Being driven. Oh, it must be nice, Dennis. He's he's yeah. of that so, so social. It doesn't surprise me. That social strata. So what I actually wanted to ask you about Riley because you I think you have a, a, a your unique pretty unique qualified answers question. So there was this play Why, because that, I'm classist. No, 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 you love roads. No, <laughs> I saw this play that was so u- uniquely fit. It was about a person that Nikki was very very interested in. You know, Le Carbuzier mm-hmm. is mentioned in it. Jane Jacobs is in it. She was reading a book by Jane Jacobs at the time. So because from, Nikki's a town planner. For those of yes. you who don't know, Den- yeah, Dennis is <clears throat> a town planner. Yeah. <clears throat> So I want to know, Riley, what historical mm. figure do you think you could see an ad for a play about that you'd be like, I got to go to this? Hmm. Whose story would you person. like? Would you like to see most workshopped onto the onto the stage? Onto the stage specifically, it would take a lot. Doesn't necessarily be, uh, like, have to be onto the stage, I suppose. A film, let's like say. Like it's then. a film. Well, I mean, I really enjoyed the the dramatization of Georg Elser's story. Georg Elser was the bloke who attempted to kill Hitler. He planted a bomb in a in a pillar behind where Hitler was going to give a speech. Is this, this, this Valkyrie the one where Tom Cruise plays him? No, no, that's Klaus von Stauffenberg. That <laughs> oh, was a sorry. different one. That was the so that was when they planted a bomb under in a, a, in a suitcase table. under a table. Yeah. And it was on the wrong side of the table leg, which almost certainly saved Hitler's life. No, this one was planted inside a pillar. Hitler mm-hmm. was very lucky, very, very lucky, because this bomb in this pillar went off 13 minutes after he'd left the venue. So, like, this bloke had a lot of brushes with death, mm-hmm. right? And uh, dodged it every single time, man. 
Well, except for the last one where, you know... Well, it took, it took, took matters into his own hands at that stage. Yeah, exactly. It's right, so. if something's worth doing right, if, if, sometimes you just got to do it yourself. <laughs> you got to do it yourself, exactly. And we're all very glad he did. Anyway, um, so that's sort of already been done. I'm trying to think of other interesting... Do you know? Oh, do you know what I would love to see? Oh, actually, Dennis, I've got it, right? So it's not about a single person, mm-hmm. right? So I did an episode of Half Our Sister on this episode, episode 48, if you want to get across the entire story. Mm-hmm. But this would actually make for an incredible film. The story of the 1904 Summer Olympic Games Marathon, Dennis. Okay. So amongst other things, right, this marathon involved the runners getting attacked by dogs. Okay. Uh, As in just ru- running past someone's house and then dogs are, are like, we'll chase them. Well, you'll have to listen to the episode to get the full details. Fair enough. Um, or wait uh, for the film. One bloke, one bloke stopped for a nap for a while. Tactical, um, yep. Uh, some of them took performance-enhancing drugs or thought they were taking it. It was, in fact, rat poison. Um, the, pe- the people running the race thought this would be a good opportunity to, sc- to uh, investigate the effects of dehydration on the human body and so didn't give... They, you know, they've got water stops on marathons or you, get, yeah. like, you run past, you pick up the, the thing of water and you Well, you say people base. running the race, you mean people organising the race. The people organizing the race used the runners as guinea pigs, basically. uh, Are you telling a joke or was that by design? That actually happened. Right, I'm saying, was it ineptitude or was it science? No, it was science. They were like, we are going to test what dehydration, what what the effects of dehydration uh, uh, is on the body by only giving them one water stop on the entire 42 kilometer track. That's outrageous. It was unbelievable. And the guy who won it, Dennis, drove half the way in a car. Drove or was driven? Uh, I think he was driven. <laughs> there you go. The Bob, the Bobby Moses method of transport. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's so unbelievable. It, the story is is absurd, and it yeah, does sound like like history. That does sound like a good ensemble cast comedy. It does, yeah, and and it really would be like there was one guy. The, the 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 headline act would be played. I don't know who be played by, but this guy came from Cuba, raised all this money, right, running around Cuba, got the money to 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 go to the US for the uh, for the for the for the race. Landed in, in uh, New Orleans, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, gambled all of his money away to the point that he couldn't buy equipment to run the race in. What equipment and do you need? So shoes? When, yeah. Dennis, he ran it in like leather boots. Oh, Because he couldn't God. buy running shoes, right? He cut off the bottoms, the bottom of his like suit trousers. Mm-hmm. Make shorts. Trots, I guess. <laughs> Trouser shorts, trots, right? Mm-hmm. And he ran in that. There's a, there's a little picture of him. He's got a little moustache and a hat on and everything. It's incredible. This story, like, I would I would actually, and, yeah, an ensemble cast comedy would be amazing. Yuri has decided he wants to be a guest on this episode of the podcast, Riley. Can you hear us? A light how jingle. You, how did you, how did your cat open that door? I don't know. I, I I know he can't reach the handle, but I'm pretty sure he just bashes the skull against it until it opens. <laughs> He takes the uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Robert what? Robert, Robert Moses. Moses. Yeah. He treats he treats doors like Robert Moses treats town planning. Enemies to be conquered. Man, some he 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 leveraged a bunch of laws to like acquire land from people. You know, like the government can like come and buy land from you yeah, if they compuls- need it or something. Compulsory acquisition. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, but he was like he was pretty loose with it and like wouldn't get the governor's signature ahead of time and stuff, which you're not really supposed to do. He was very much a um, ask for forgiveness, not permission kind of town planner. Yes, yeah. Which again, uh, the, that that energy, that attitude, I don't like. Yeah, I a, like. So, some parts of his attitude I find admirable. A lot of his yep. po- politics, philosophies, lot cooler on. But like he does say, he does say, you know, he's like once you drive that, free, he's just like go start building. Like we don't have permission. He's like go start building. Once you put that first stake in the ground, no one's ever going to make you pull it up. And I'm yeah. like, I, I, like I mean, that. that is true, right? That is, that, yeah, that is true. 
but he's talking to um in the play he's talking to one of the Vanderbilts and he's like if you continue like this by the time you die your land acquisition will rival that of Napoleon and he's like cool I'm fine with that I got no problem with that that sounds, that sounds good yeah Napoleon is generally considered one of the greatest like conquerors ever to have lived I'll, I'll have my name up alongside his but he does seem obsessive at the end of the play he's like pouring over this giant map of New York and he's like finally I will win it's it's very much the, the play had very big Moby Dick vibes yes yeah yeah for sure and he and right up until his dying day he was building bridges and roads in new york he was there with the hammer with the like uh, spooning out the mortar onto the well, thing no, no. having walked to work that's for the poor people right they have to build the roads to get to the beaches they can't go to <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> he let the he let the poor people build those bridges they would never enjoy it like he's yelling at the governor and he's like he's like they'll arrive by car or they won't arrive at all and it's like what is with you and this obsession the real thing is and the real thing is it's a play about obstinance really because he has this decision you know when he's younger that the, everything should be connected by cars and it's the age of the car because you know mm-hmm. they had basically just invented them it's right out it's basically very, very american yeah. uh, point of view yeah and he never changes in, in another he died at the age of like 90 and he never changed his mind about that even as things swung back in like the 60s 70s and 80s uh, about I see. you know so a lot of stories are sort of um characterized by uh you know characters developing you know, there'll be, there'll be a change that they undergo which makes them a better person or a lesson they learn or maybe sometimes they get worse. But this guy just, no, he was just straight no. as an arrow all the way through. And just as and, and he refused to bend, he would, like, he, they'd be like, oh, you can make a slight detour on this road you want to construct and it'll make this family mm. happy because you want to destroy their garden. He's like, nope, no one stands in the way of progress. Mm. And that's the reason the play is called Straight Line Crazy. And as much, Robert Moses does not have so much of a character arc as he just has a character straight line <laughs> throughout the whole course straight of the line. Play. Yeah, very appropriate. <laughs> Would recommend. I can't say, I can't say I'm a fan of of plays. No, I can't say no. I've never been to a play and I've been. You've never like, been to a play. And, wow. And I've never been to a play that I've enjoyed. I have to say. Wow. I've never been to a play and, and been like that was great. You know, I've been to a play and be like that was fine. I've been to a play and like that would have been better as a film. <laughs> I've been to plays and I've been like this. I wish I wish I could have that time back. You know. What's um, your favorite play that you've seen? That I've seen. Yeah. Oh. Man, I, I, I don't know. Was like, I, I don't think I. I can only really remember one, and I don't actually know the name of it. It's a, <laughs> it was a two-man play that I saw in high school about. Um, this is why you don't like plays. Who were throwing rocks off of a bridge, <laughs> and then one of the rocks went through a car windshield and like killed the driver, a lady driving home on the freeway. And then it was a play about like the consequences that they faced and like the and, and these blokes like played all the characters. There was just two of them. And they would like put hats on to show like who they were at any one at any given point. The question is though, and, who built that freeway? I, I don't think it was Robert Moses. It was I think I think it was in Australia. I don't know. Anyway, so I saw that. Well, that's why I don't like plays. That sounds play, garbage. <laughs> I'll t- I'll tell you a play that I didn't I didn't see this play, but I read it. I read. I, I don't. I don't mind reading. Like I don't think plays play. read very well at all. The theater is meant to be seen, not read. Well, I really, really enjoyed Twelve Angry Men. Okay, really, really good. And it's very short. You could knock it off in an hour. Like it is a very, very most plays and, are very short when you try to read them because they don't do all that pesky blocking and set changing. They don't have to do. But I don't know. It just went down. I just read it in an afternoon. Went down real smooth, and it really just it makes you think about things. It's a it's it's got it's a really really well written piece of literature. It's mm-hmm. got foreshadowing in there. It's got symbolism and and you know uh, 
it's sort of it's it's a sort of play that you think you always oh okay this is going to happen yeah of course that's going to happen but then when it does you're like oh wow yeah i definitely should have seen that like there's there's all these just little bits of imagery and, and as i say symbolism and stuff that it, it's just a very very well written piece of literature that's all i'm going to say and i don't want to spoil it it's, it's about um uh, it's set oh, I, I don't know 50s maybe even earlier and it's about a group of 12 men who are locked in a jury room uh, mm-hmm. deliberating on the uh, the verdict for a murder trial of a young boy right there, and, be, there is a film adaptation of this isn't there i i would imagine that'd have to be yeah yeah, yeah. But the, I, I tell you what, it's I don't know if it's old enough to be out of copyright. Maybe you'll be able to get a, a copy of it, like just a PDF copyright free online or something, because it is an old play. Yeah, well, there's, um, a, there's a, the, the movie versions from 1957. Okay, yeah, so it was presumably written before that. Um, it's really good. It's really um, good, really simple, really straightforward, and um, very thought-provoking and interesting. But as I say, Dennis, I'm not... I'm 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 not a fan of the. Uh, if you still lived in Glasgow, the, I would just I would just like come down to London. We'll go watch Straight Line Crazy again. It was good. The play that I've wanted to see, I saw I saw a trailer for it online. Was the the play that gone the play that goes wrong or something like that? Oh, I've seen that. It, it's it's the, is it is it as funny for the rest of it's the play as it is? For just very the good. I'm going to see it so again like see with Steve and Jeff. Actually, in London in about three and a half weeks. Do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube and watch the what's it called? The play that went the play, wrong. The play that goes wrong. They uh they the do play a, that goes there's, wrong. There's a it's a theater company called Mischief Theater, and they do for for the um the Royal Variety Show. I think it is. They do like t- the first twelve minutes of the play. Yes, and you can see the whole. It's very very good. The play does it's, escalate from there. So, spoilers. See, I don't understand. How- I don't understand how. Spoilers for the play that goes wrong. I want to let people know what it is, right? Okay. So it's a play where, like, deliberately things, like, mess up, right? Yeah, it's a play play within a play. The play they're trying to put on is called The the Murder of Havisham Matter. It's like an Agatha Christie-type whodunit. Yeah. But then, like, the guy, one of the the actors, quote-unquote, forgets his lines. Mm-hmm. And then, like, one of the actors is knocked out when a bit of scenery falls off one of the st- the sets and, like, hits him on the head. And all, it, like, it's, yeah, it's it's very meta, but it's, oh, it's very, very good. I don't want you to spoil it. I'm going to not listen to this next bit. Okay, that doesn't matter. Uh, then I won't spoil it for you. <laughs> Nikki and I, Nikki, I, I would, Nikki and I went I and saw it off-Broadway off in uh, November. Um, mm. And, or, no, actually, it was in January. Um, but there was... Um, there was maybe me, Nikki, and maybe four, five, five, five or six, maybe other people in the theater. Intimate, intimate indeed. We had like the second row seats. Yeah, and did you get the opportunity to meet the cast afterwards? Mm, uh, we went. We you know what I saw in Dublin not long ago either. Magic oh. goes wrong. Oh, that'd be. I I don't like magic, but I'd enjoy that. It's a charity magic show, and Penn and Teller do all the tricks for it with them. Mm-hmm. And there was one gag I thoroughly enjoyed. So. Mm. They keep saying they're going to have like a, a dial-in from Darren Brown, Riley. Yeah. And they keep being like, oh, we've just been told he's uh, left the... the and, they'll, and they'll always pick a pub that's local to the town, to the town they're in. Um, yeah. in uh, Darren Brown is, is is a gay man. They just keep... They listen to every single gay bar in Dublin, they go to the, which is not that many. <laughs> um, um, and then... Um, like halfway through the show there's like a bear in a cage and the bear gets loose and at the end Darren Brown does finally dial in and he's sitting in the middle of like just this nondescript part of town so it could be it could be in Berlin it could be in Dublin it could be in London whatever yep. and he starts talking and the bear comes up behind him and mauls him 
Uh, it's a good payoff for Chekhov's bear or whatever. And I was sitting yep. next to Jeff at the time, a friend of both of ours who is gay. And he turns to me and he was like, Dennis, there was a hidden gag in there just for gay people. And I was like, what's that? And he was like, when they cut to Darren Brown, he was sitting at his phone and it went, Bloop. and I was like, yeah. And he was like, that is the grinder notification sound. And I was like, oh, the attention to detail. Is very, <laughs> that is very good. He's just out on the prowl on the town. Yeah, that's it. He's hungry. Yeah. Dennis, i got a question for you. Hit me. What's the closest you've come to a natural disaster? Because Ireland is generally a very safe country. Ireland is an extremely safe country. Um, like the most dangerous animal in Ireland is cow. the cow. Cows, yeah, because it, it might fall over on you, I suppose. Yes, exactly. So what is, are there earthquakes, tsunamis? In I think the closest country to a natural disaster was with you when we were in the Smithsonian in Washington and there was a, a mild hurricane off in the distance. Have we told this story on the podcast I, before? I don't, uh, if we have, let's tell it again. Just as fresh as, play the hits. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly right. Let's go. So we were at the Ameri- the Museum and of Space Museum. History. Or was it, uh, no, 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 oh. no, no, no. We're, we, we had been to the Air and Space Museum, but we were at the, yes, American, yes. The, the Museum of American History and we were in the Vietnam Mm-hmm. Exhibit, right? In the, or the Cold War exhibit, like we the mo- nuclear we moved, age. Through, we moved into, stuff, the, right? into yeah, the atomic age one. The atomic age one. And all of a sudden, this klaxon-like siren goes off, right? And Dennis is like, oh, wow, yeah, like a atomic, like, fallout like shelter. Like nuclear, nuclear strike raid, imminent. Because there was you know, models of, like, fallout shelters people dug in their backyards and, like, all the safety films were playing where, like, kids are told yeah, to like hide under the and stuff. Yeah, playing, that sort of thing. Yeah, and then this thing goes up and Dennis like, boom, oh, that's what, that's... Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's loud. That's very loud. And then over the loudspeaker, someone's like, this is not a drill. There is a hurricane approaching. <laughs> Please <laughs> remain <shelter>. inside the <laughs> museum. <laughs> And we, I mean, that caught us off guard. But Dennis, like, oh wow, really? So immersive, yeah. <laughs> so immersive here, yeah, exactly. So I you, think you've you've ne- gone. Uh, I don't think I've ever I've never been struck by lightning or had even close to struck by lightning. Like you said, there's no mm-hmm. extreme weather here. Um, oh, when I was in Japan, there was a heat wave so severe they declared a national emergency. Does not no sorry, way. How it's hot not quite. It? Oh, it was like 48, 49 degrees every okay, day. Yeah, that's hot enough, I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, it's, because it was, when they're like, oh, UK heat wave devastates the South, it's like, mm, it 25. 24, did it? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. No, Japan, Japan's people, like, I think like, like a couple dozen people died. Like yeah, older yeah, people yeah, whose yeah, air conditioning hot. had broken, you know? That, that, is, that is hot. That is hot. Like, we, I saw a nonsense where people collapsed in the street. How and did you we, go? Uh, poorly, <laughs> but what, I can uh, imagine. I can imagine Dennis sets his thermostat to twelve in a hotel room. Strange. <laughs> yeah, um, we were walking around. I remember um, we were drinking two things. We drink a lot of water naturally. We were drinking a Japanese. Were you drinking Pakari sweat? We were drinking Pakari sweat. <laughs> I bet you were drinking Pakari sweat. This is a very popular drink in Japan, and I it's don't an, understand why. What is it's weird called is it's Pakari sweat. It's one of those electrolyte drinks. It's not, but like like a Powerade or a Gatorade or something. But it's not flavored. Have you ever got like like have you ever got the electrolyte like powder you get for like dehydration after on like you, a pharmacy? After you have a spew. Yeah, yeah but the, you, like, like gastrolyte or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you put that. It tastes. It tastes like that. It does not have like the blue neon blue flavoring because like, the Japanese no. people like, clearly are like no 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 it's medicinal. But they sell in vending machines. But I remember something I distinctly remember was walking around and first of all there's no bins in Japan no public bins they're like your trash is your problem you bring it home which I admire actually because const- there was also very little litter and I was yeah. like the level of personal responsibility expressed in this culture is astounding honestly. Mm. But mm. so we had all these pa- empty plastic bottles. So you were kind of acutely aware at any moment how much water you drank because you had you know four or five plastic bottles in your backpack that you penned it away. Yeah, you, had, you had the receipts. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I remember walking around, walking around for hours, and filming videos of James and stuff, um, realizing I drank maybe three or four liters of water, and I hadn't peed once. 
Yeah, sweat that. You sweat it was that all out. All just pumping it. Yeah. We all we all got heat stroke at one point on the trip. Um, I remember telling. I remember saying. I, I I understand how people, the people who at Game Freak who first of all Pokemon did it because while we were there, I saw a koi fish the size of you know my torso. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a Japanese Magic hornet, cup. which is one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Beedrill. Yeah, it's like six inches long. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And Nikki brushed up against a caterpillar, which got her, which which left giant poisonous welts on her leg. A weedle. Yeah. Actual poison sting. IRL. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, so creative. I was like, no, they just looked at the window and started writing yeah, things Ken down. Ken Mori just took a took a walk around, you know, the the a botanic garden, and that was it. Awful. Uh, no, yeah. Japan, Japan was great, but yeah, that I suppose. Like I remember being on the news, like, oh, two more people have died today. Please don't, you know, mm-hmm. please try stay indoors. All this kind of stuff. Um, that's probably the. It's the only thing approaching natural disaster I've been in. So, I've, as as we've talked about, I've just moved to Queensland, Dennis, mm-hmm. and England. Um, yes, England. I've moved back to no. I haven't. No. Do you know? So here's here's something interesting about Queensland, by the way. Very quickly, my friend Andrew sent me um, a screenshot of the. So, that, like, we don't have the. Well, I mean, we do have the onion. We've got access to it, but over here we've got like some satirical. Um, well, yeah, we have Waterford Whispers uh, here. Uh, what, what's yours called? Waterford Whispers. Waterford Whispers. Okay, well, so we've got the shovel, and we've mm-hmm. also got um, the chaser, and we've also got the Batuta Advocate, which is this sort of they they market themselves as this fic- like this fictional local newspaper from Batuta in Queensland, and the headline from the Batuta Advocate in the wake of our recent election on the weekend was Queenslander looks down his nose at those rednecks rednecks in Victoria who only elected one Greens MP. So okay. Queensland is famously like the Texas, the like the red the redneck. You know, mm-hmm. it's the, the the hillbilly state. It's where all the all the slack jawed lo- yokels live. Where all the latte sipping inner city wankers, right? The bleeding heart mm-hmm. lefties live in Victoria. But Queensland elected two Green MPs. Very good. And Victoria only elected one. So it's not so much Queensland anymore. It's Greensland, baby. Let's wow, go. love it. I'm. I really enjoy this. I mean, Dennis, you know, I love a smug sense of superiority over my fellow. Oh yeah, hundred percent human. And like move, moving to Queensland and being part of the, you know the 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 rusted on lefty green voters and actually getting two candidates up while Victoria only got one. Oh mate, you can't buy that sort of. You can't buy that sort of thing. I mean, you can't. Clive Palmer tried to buy the votes. He spent a hundred million dollars and didn't get a single seat. So well done, Clive. So anyway. what money well spent, huh? Money well spent. Anyway, oh yeah. So there's a golf course like a while up the road from where we live that we sometimes drive past, right? Must be nice. And well, I was really surprised because so Clive Palmer, for those who don't know, he's a mining magnate. He's worth a billion squillion dollars, but he's a lot like Donald Trump. He's just an insufferable old man with terrible opinions, and he's just full of himself and just generally an asshole. But this golf course mm-hmm. had signs plastered all over it for Clive Palmer and his United Australia Party, right? And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, who who owns this golf course? That shags Clive Palmer so hard that there are signs all over it, mm-hmm. right? Every single st- every single part of the fence had a sign on it. Guess who owns the golf course? Is it him? It, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> very, very much like Donald Trump in that case, it turns out. Very, very much like Donald Trump. Anyway, great result, obviously, in Australia with the election. Um, got the Labor Party in. I mean, they're not perfect, but at least we've got a sensible left-wing party. Get in the elbow. Go, and, uh, go Adam Bant. Let's go the Greens. Love it. Anyway, Queensland. It's been raining a lot here, dude. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. Sunshine you moved, you, Coast. You, you moved to get away from that. Not not as advertised. It's warm. It's always it's never below 20. Well, is it the is middle of winter? Rainy. Uh, nearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still like right now it's what, quarter to 6 p.m.? It's 19 degrees outside. It How analogous is it? It's the 25th of May here. Does that make it the 25th mm-hmm. of effectively November there? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's 19 degrees. Yeah. yeah. But it just rains constantly. It never stops raining, right? I don't know what's going on. Wait the, a minute. The, the locals here. 
I need to see how hot it because it was quite warm here yesterday. Is there a time when it was warmer here than it was in Hangan Almost certainly not. Anyway, it rains so much here, right? 18! Son of a... (laughs) (laughs) It rains to the point that, like, areas are flooding again. And Queensland's pretty prone to flooding at the best of times, right? It's not not called the sunshine safely inland. (laughs) No, it's the sunshine coast and sometimes even coaster. It's even coastlier than coast. Mm. But it doesn't rain rain and flood a lot down south in Victoria. Which made it all the more shocking one night. I think it was in late December. It was in December 2003 or maybe 2004. I can't remember. I think it was 2003. And I woke up to the most torrential thunderous rain I'd ever heard in my entire life. Right? So 2003, you like, must have been 35? You th- all right, mate, you, you, I'm not even 35. I was no, 12 I know. or 13. <laughs> yeah, you were right? a child. Absolute japester. So I was like, holy moly, this is very exciting. So I looked out the window and the rain is bucketing down mm-hmm. like like a film it was unbelievable right so it's the middle of the night and i'm, I'm like i guess i was a little scared i was like oh i'm gonna make sure you know mum and dad and oliver immediately everything's all right with them that sort of stuff but then i looked out into my bedroom floor and dennis there was at least 10 centimeters of water in my room right in my in the house that oh, i lived boy. in 10 centimeters of water right anyway so I'm like, I can't get out of bed. I can't get into this water, right? And then I, from the rest of the house, I hear mom and dad moving around. I hear Mill and Oliver. I think Mill was quite like, I think Mill was crying because she was scared and worried, which is fair enough. She was like three or something or four. Wait, no, five. Anyway, mom and dad call out to me, right? And they're like, all oh, right, are you okay? And I'm like, don't come in. Don't come in, right? And I'm, like, I'm 13 years old. I wonder what they thought I was doing when I cried yeah, out. Yeah, that's true. It's all wet. It's wet everywhere. Don't come it's in. It's wet everywhere. Yeah, don't come in. No, I was convinced right because Dennis you and I we both love a video game right mm-hmm. we love video games and if there's one thing I've learned from video games it's that if you have water on the floor that is in connection to any kind of electricity you mm-hmm. die when you touch it mm-hmm. and I had you know powerpoint plugs, in my room. Yeah. I had those like yeah I had plugs I had extension cables and that sort of stuff so I didn't I didn't have the arcing blue light of electricity you know across the surface of the water but I knew I knew it was a death trap Mm-hmm. And I was so worried when my mum like came to open the door. I was like, no, 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 you'll die, you'll die. Turns out water doesn't work like that. Metal Gear Solid has lied to us, Dennis. That's true. Hideo Kojima is full of lies. Full of lies. Um, and uh, But our whole house was flooded. Whole house was flooded. We had, uh, yeah, had a, like 10 centimeters of water throughout the entire house. Had to rip up That's all insane. the carpets. Yeah. The, the floorboards underneath the carpets, not polished. A lot mm. of splinters that summer, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Um. But the, the, the weirdest part of it was, and I mean, you know, this wasn't a particularly severe flood. So we've had, we've had really bad floods in Queensland over the last couple of months, of course, and people have lost their homes and died and it's terrible, right? So the floods in Victoria, they were bad, but they weren't this bad. But it was very weird, Dennis, going down to the local cricket oval, right, and being able to paddle across it on, uh, on the bodyboard that I had. <laughs> That's so good. You know, and... The rich kids across the street who had like paddle boards and other fun stuff like that, they were like doing stand up <laughs> paddleboarding between they, the goalposts. They brought stuff. the yacht down to the cricket oval. <laughs> <laughs> they burr, brought the burr. yacht to Chelsworth Park, exactly. <laughs> but I'd never experienced anything like that in my life. It was it was scary, but also very exciting. So very similarly, you mentioned Ireland's a very safe place in terms of animals mm. and extreme weather, and it is. Uh, sometimes we get flooding, you know, like there's a couple of rivers will burst their banks and some people might lose their homes, especially down south and stuff like that, the odd time. But um, I imagine nothing as severe as we don't have enough rain usually for that. Mm. Um, but what that means is that Ireland is very ill prepared for even a little bit of adverse weather. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, in, in Australia, 40 degree heat, no worries. We're ready for it. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. affect anything. Mm-hmm. One 
one single flake of snow on a train track, Dennis, the entire metropolitan train network net- network. Same here. Down. That's it. Yeah. I remember when I was a child, there was maybe, maybe four or five inches of snow, mm-hmm. which is a normal amount of snow. In many parts of the world, it's not very yeah. much snow. Dis- completely shut down the country. Oh, and the I, country, is, you're gone. Yeah. I remember when they brought in, because now we have these big sort of public, um, I mean, they're locked, the council can open them. Um, things of grit and salt, right? That you're supposed oh, to like the salt one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Along, yeah, yeah. along, you know, certain estates and cul-de-sacs, things like that. Mm-hmm. Those didn't. I remember when they put those in because the country shut down for a week and a half the first time it snowed in twenty years or whatever. <laughs> it snowed. <laughs> They're just not equipped. The trains can't. Trains can't run. The roads aren't built for. It. They can't grit the roads. Derek, don't drive. I know it's a little bit icy, but if, if we can't deal with it, mm. it's crazy. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure he. I mean, if we were to ever, if if there was supposed to be, if there was tomorrow to be like click cl- click your fingers, a day of forty degree heat in Ireland, I'm sure infrastructure would, uh, tar roads would melt, power cables would you know the would tear through their hooks. It'd be awful, and people would die as well. That's the strange yeah. thing. Like it's not. Oh no one here. No one here has air conditioning. But the other thing is like, do you know what's strange to me is like. There's nothing really that I mean I'm, you know, from a cosmic perspective very irish you know what mm-hmm. i mean like i'm irish i'm half irish half english like i'm not there's the, in two generations that doesn't go away enough for me no. to be all of a sudden like extremely tolerant of heat and that's the case for most australians like most of white australia has its its roots in in the british isles but all of a sudden just after like a generation or two we're like oh yeah 30 degrees beautiful love it oh, get it up yeah. i think like, that's much more important on the kind of heat you grew up in because i'm but, cr- but, like but, 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 but Dennis, like British people literally die when it gets hot. It's not like they're like, oh, I don't like this. I'm not accustomed to this. It's like some of them just keel over and die. Well, that's an infrastructure thing. I think they're not used to, you know, opening all the windows or having air conditioning or drinking enough water and stuff like that. Yeah. In terms of heat tolerance, yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's an experience thing because I'm fully Mediterranean. I'm from mm-hmm. the Balkans. Like, um, I'm from like I was born in Croatia. One of my parents from Croatia. One of my parents is from Herzegovina. So these are these are. Coastal Mediterranean and hot countries. Yeah, Croatia is hot. Yes. Yeah, I I don't I don't have heat at all, but my parents do. Yeah, so it's an environmental thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Then it's for sure an environmental thing. It's just wild to me. It's wild to me that like, you know, you can you can grow up. I mean, I guess it's I guess it's the same as anything, right? Like Vegemite. You grow up in Vegemite, you think it's delicious. If you haven't tasted it for the for the, you know you taste it for the first time in your twenties, you think it's like salty tar or whatever. I went to um I went to my parents' place um about a week and a half ago and I had a deeply Eastern European meal. Oh, was it was it? Hang on, <laughs> I'm I'm casting my mind back to episode one. Was it was it the livers? Was it chicken livers? No, right. Please. Was it bread and was it bread and dripping? We're too we're too we're too we're too we're too, we're too high in society to have chicken. Livers. Yeah, we're not poor anymore, Dennis. Exactly. Uh, no, uh, my mom was. I was like, oh, I'm gonna come over tonight for dinner before I go see the guys. She's like, yeah, I'll make you something. Oh, Riley, yeah. I had me some chicken schnitzel and mashed potatoes, and I must have eaten about a half a, half a jar of pickled beetroot, baby. Get it into you. So schnitzel, famously Austrian, yeah, Central yeah. European. Are you? Austri- I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you Hungary as as Central European. Austria is right there on the border. I would say with Central. Yeah, that's Europe. on the line. Yeah. Um, the, the beetroot mashed was potato. Really- mashed potato is not very Croatian. No, like it's not as if a potato was served around the, the the dining tables of Europe, and all of a sudden a Croat got up and was like, hmm, "What if I just smushed this up a little bit?" Like, <laughs> just, oh, how do we? Stop. How do we never think of this? Stop playing with your food. Wait, 
He's on was it something. Nikola Tesla, the famous Croat Nikola Tesla, who first? Uh, That's a point of contention. You so much. Yeah. I was looking through. I was looking through um, uh, like topic suggestions for half us history, like most famous or whatever. And Nikola Tesla, the famous Serbian American inventor. And I just imagined it as going, sons of mother bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! Um, uh, it's the half of someone... with them. Oh, so, so, okay, so was, we're done with Tesla chat. It's too much for you. Oh, the, te- the Tesla chat is that he was... Uh, let, me, let me double check these facts because I want to be certain of it. Because he, he was... was um, he's claimed by the Serbs and the Croats, I think, in equal measure. Well, here's the thing. Born in Smiljan, Austrian Empire, parentheses, modern day Croatia. I mean, okay. Well, Croatia, that's compelling, so isn't it? So, what are you telling me is he's Austrian? I mean, I, I would sooner accept him being Austrian than Serbian. <laughs> than Serbian. Oh yeah, this is, anyway, yeah. Yes, we can we can focus in on the on the pickled beetroots. We love a pickled beetroot over here in in Australia. Don't we put them in? Would you put them in sandwiches? Our burgers, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've never had that, but I think I would. It's really really good. Yeah, a burger, uh, lettuce, tomato, onion, egg, cheese, beetroot. I remember, oh, Ronnie, I'm going to send you a photo here. Uh, so, a visual only component for a audio only medium. This is going to be yeah. This is I mean, obviously, obviously, always a highlight when this sort of thing happens. Absolutely, premium podcasting. Yep. Right, I think we talked about the, the counter before on this podcast. The burger chain. The counter. Yeah, it's a burger chain called the counter. They have them in America. They have a couple of them here in Ireland. Um, so okay. it's a place. It's one of those places where the menu is just like a tick box thing, right? Oh, right. Like you, ch- you choose your own adventure. Very much. And you like, do I want beef, chicken, do I want that? And then it's like, do, which toppings do you want? Which premium toppings do you want? And I'm reminded of this because you said egg, which is a premium topping. I went there once with Steve about five years ago. And I, this came up in my Facebook memories when I remember this. And Steve got to the t- the topping section and just ticked everything. And I sent you a photo of Steve's burger, which took, which cost about 35 euro and took almost an hour to come out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Dear listener, you have it's like no a idea. it's like a Scooby Doo sandwich. It's inc- it's got a bit of it's just I can see what looks like I mean it's got onion rings on the top. It's got what looks like peanuts in it as well. I believe this has it's, four different kinds of onion in it. Oh my! It's got bacon and beef, and it's got what looks like a I don't know like an enormous M M&M and M or something in it as well. That's a pineapple slice, I believe. A pineapple slice. It looks okay. It looks like a glazed pineapple slice. Oh no, that's really cheese. Sad. That's cheese. I see what you're saying. The big yellow disc. Yeah. I'm actually very hungry. We actually have to stop recording, man. I'm actually very. I have to go and have dinner after, especially after <laughs> having seen this. I need to get to the counter and have a burger that's ten feet high. That only, only that dinners. Only that will sate my hunger. Whoa, 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 if you're if you're hungry, Riley, what time is it there right now? It is. It's seven minutes to six. <laughs> so, so first of all that reminded me of something which i'll tell you in a moment but okay. actually i'll tell you that now that's the other thing there's a place okay. here um <laughs> this is fun there's a place here called noix newman's and they do um kitchens floors decks and doors i think i told you about this um it's a it's, a, it's just a homeware shop right mm-hmm. they specifically do kitchens floors decks and doors and i know that for two reasons one because um one of nikki's friends alex's dad like owns it he's the newman in that second he of all the newman yes second of all they have a very annoying or catchy depending on your persuasion radio jingle that goes Noix, Newman's, Kitchens, Floors, Decks, and Doors. And they sponsor co- quite a couple of radio stations. And what they'll do is right when it's about to go into the news, it'll go beep, beep. It'll go, it's insert time here. Time to time to get new kitchens, no, time to get new decks and doors for your house. Head to Noix, you know, Kitchens, Floors, Decks, and Doors. But they'll do. It's three minutes to midnight. It's like, you're closed, guys. Even yeah, if I wanted not, to go shopping for... It's definitely not time. <laughs> no, it is like, not. But they'll do it every hour. Are you seriously suggesting I have an hourly update of my kitchen's doors, desks, desks and floors? Ta- it literally says time to update your kitchen. It's 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 three every minutes hour. to nine every hour. 
That's unbelievable. I don't have the time. Who's got enough? Who's got the time? Who's got, got the, the dedication? To do that, Dennis. Who's, who's got, got the, the dedication? dedication? You have some anyway, quite lovely I'm not, kitchen floors, decks, and doors that I can see behind you. So. I'm not going to update my kitchen door, deck, or floor at the moment. Um, but what was, well, I was going to ask? I wanted to ask you. You said you're very hungry. If you could conjure a burger right now to eat, what would you put on it? Based on this oh, image you just oh, seen now, because we're in this like burger space. Can I have a chicken burger? I feel like a chicken burger. Sure. Chicken, buffalo sauce. Um, Pickles, lettuce, red onion, tomato. Except I want the buffalo sauce put on the tomato. If you if you if you're a fan of buffalo sauce, right, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. a fan of chicken, can I suggest I to you put put the tomato on the chicken, mm-hmm. right? Not the buffalo sauce. Then put the buffalo sauce on top of the tomato. Buffalo sauce for some reason on tomato tastes exquisite. I don't know what it is. It's so good. But no cheese, no cheese. Why that? I, oh, go, of I know why. Because, mm. as all things, the buffalo Riley is raised very, very far from the cow. <laughs> the two can never meet. That argument was during the Patreon-only thing. Was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was such a beautiful bow you were going to put on it, Dennis. It really was. Such a beautiful bow. It was such a game. beautiful bow. So that's a re- folks. That's a reference to Patreon.com slash. Uh, oh, okay. The well. Patreon exclusive portion of the podcast. <laughs> the go and find out. What if you want to find out about. how good my joke was, go pay three dollars behind the paywall. Okay. All right. You get in the punchline part for free. Thank you for listening to this episode of Have a Listen to This, your uh, weekly dose of bite-sized nonsense with uh, Riley Knight and Dennis Straniak. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it. If you didn't like it, I guess tell them anyway, but um, hopefully they download it and they like it. Or if they don't, those downloads show up just the same, to be honest. If you really like the show, you head to patreon.com slash have a listen to this and support the show. Get the show a little bit early as well as some other exclusive perks and, you know, help us keep the lights and the mics on over here. 